Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 27 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from September 23rd, 2018, the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, in Year B. The Gospel for this week is Mark, Chapter 9, Verses 30 to 37. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee. But he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child, such as this, in my name, receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. If you look over our lives from the time that we were children, I'm sure there are a lot of things that we can identify as things that we learned to do well. Many lessons and legacies that we've inherited that have helped us negotiate life. But I think one thing that all of us can readily admit, regardless of our age, is that we all can use additional help learning how to resolve conflict. Conflict. This is a difficult topic for human beings to negotiate. If you have anything like myself, the tendency is to try to avoid it. Because in our estimation of things, conflict can often become difficult. This is because we come to our problems from different venues and places. We all have inherited certain attitudes and dispositions that color how we resolve tensions that exist between us. Some of us grew up in households that avoided it altogether, that virtually told us to mind our own business, that if you disagreed with someone, just go the other way. Some of us grew up in households where conflict resolution was always associated with arguments and anger, power struggles of who is going to win and whose opinion is going to prevail. And in these power struggles, we find ourselves recoiling within 
and avoiding the adding of our own opinion because we didn't want to become a part of what we were experiencing and receiving. But yet, in our world and in our own personal lives, conflict is something that is very necessary to negotiate. But what are we called to do with it? And how are we called to do it as Christians? Well, it's very clear that Jesus tells us directly not to be violent. In fact, he goes so far as to say that if someone hurts you, turn the other cheek to actually love your enemies. And so what do instructions and charges that are as serious and detailed as that have to say about conflict resolution? St. James tells us today that things such as selfish ambition, jealousy, and passion, all things that we deal with in various levels and in various ways very often in our lives, that those three things can often lead to violence and war. And violence doesn't necessarily need to be the taking up of arms. We can be quite violent just with our tongue and our behaviors. We can truly do harm to another person just by what we think about them and what we say to them. Selfish ambition, passion, and jealousy. We know that violence is ugly and distasteful. We know that war is ugly and distasteful. So why are these things which are repulsive to us the very venues that are often chosen when conflict arises. Pope Francis tells us that war specifically is the suicide of humanity because it does two things. It kills life and it kills love. Back in 1999, then Mother Teresa of Calcutta penned a letter to then-U.S. President George Bush and Saddam Hussein, basically begging them not to engage in war because doing so destroys what God has given us as a gift, and we don't have the power to do that. And so in the midst of this is the voice of Jesus calling us to be nonviolent, And the call to nonviolence is not simply because it's distasteful or awful. It's because Jesus calls us to love. To love. You see, sometimes we think that compassion and mercy are these earned credits that we can dole out to people who deserve them, who've earned them. But at the end of the day, compassion and mercy are unconditional qualities of a Christian. And so how do they factor into what inevitably becomes these hurdles in our lives? Well, passion can be many things, often linked to some sort of sinfulness. Anger is a passion which, when unleashed, 
can easily lead to violence, physically or verbally. Greed, gluttony, lust, jealousy and envy, pride, are all passions that can easily, if not kept in check, lead to behaviors and attitudes that are not only self-destructive, but destructive in and of themselves. You see, part of the problem is, when we feel that we're in a conflict situation, we often want to become defensive and protect our turf. You know, it's almost as if, as the world and even religion plays out, you have the progressives and the conservatives, the right and the left, the ins and the outs, the haves and the haves-nots, the minds and the yours. And life almost becomes this ping-pong match of who's going to win as the ball goes back and forth from one court to another. And at the end of the day, do things ever really get resolved? Whereas the gospel perspective, if weighed into our conflict resolution, leads us in another direction. It leads us to pursue things like consensus and dialogue and discernment. Three very powerful words, consensus, dialogue, and discernment. All three of those realities and those dispositions value the integrity and the position of all parties coming to the table. They allow a voice for everyone who has an interest in whatever it is that needs to be resolved. Consensus, dialogue, and discernment. All three of those things place us in proper disposition with our God, who is above all things, and allow us to remain plugged into this gospel that calls us to a different way of living. Consensus, dialogue, discernment. And in pursuing these paths, we find ourselves moving down a different road. Because unless we have principles like these factored into our decision-making and into our resolving of conflict, whether personally, globally, whatever it is, whatever it is, then any of those passions that I just mentioned, things like anger, greed, gluttony, lust, power, can easily take over, cause us to become defensive, self-protective, and then violent. And this is the pattern that St. James is trying to point out and trying to put the corrective in that the gospel requires. You see, it's all about putting our relationships in proper order. That's the theme that runs all through our sacred scriptures. How do we put our relationships in proper order? How do we respect the, integri respect the integrity, the values, and the opinions of each other? And how do we live in this world that God created with peace? Peace.
It's a question that we all must wrestle with. And there are no easy solutions to how we can approach these issues. However, the gospel does lead us. God does lead us. And until we break the old models and the old ways of doing things, we're going to find ourselves in the same repeating patterns, playing the same game of ping pong, whether it's in our homes or in our world, in our country, wherever. The gospel speaks to the human condition. It's our task to allow it to do so. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.